Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. You got her pregnant, but are you really ready for the next nine months? There's a lot to consider when you're an expectant dad. I'm Dr. Danny Singley, a clinical psychologist and founder of Basic Training for New Dads, a class providing practical information for dads-to-be, and this is a special Father's Day edition of Preggy Pals, episode 58. Um, is that a plus sign? Pink or blue? Hospital or home birth? What type of food should I be eating? I think I just peed myself. I'm pregnant. And I have to exercise? What pregnancy glow? Wait, was that a contraction? <laughs> Gotta make these pants fit! I've got kinkles! What do you mean there's more than one? You've got the symptoms, and now you've got the support you need for a happy nine months. This is Preggy Pals, your pregnancy, your way. Welcome to Preggy Pals, broadcasting from the Birth Education Center of San Diego. Preggy Pals is your weekly online on-the-go support group for expecting parents and those hoping to become pregnant. I'm your host, Sunny Galt. Stay up to date on all things related to Preggy Pals through our monthly newsletter. Subscribe directly on our website, which is preggypals.com. And each month, one of our lucky subscribers wins a free one-month subscription to the Preggy Pals Club. Our club members get all of our archived episodes, bonus content after each new show, plus special giveaways ways and discounts. You'll also get a free subscription to Pregnancy Magazine. Be sure to download the latest issue of Pregnancy Magazine to check out our full page ad. You can see our website for more information on our membership program. So let's introduce the panelists here in the studio. You know, usually this is so different for us. We usually have lots of pregnant women here in the studio, and now I am surrounded by testosterone. It's like home. I've got, you know, my husband, you know, two boys and a, and a male dog. So I'm, I'm very used to this. <laughs> Um, anyways, let's go around the room. Introduce yourself. Tell us about how you know how many kids you have. Are they boys? Are they girls? Is your wife expecting? What's the deal? Hi, I'm Rob Laird. My wife is uh, Annie Laird. She's uh, currently pregnant, uh, due in October. Uh, we've also got a seven-year-old girl and a ten-month-old girl at home. I'm 35. I'm a captain of a minesweeper, and uh, originally from Florida. Awesome. My name is Chris Conti. I am 38 years old. My wife and I had our first daughter one year ago uh, as of last Tuesday. It's been a heck of a ride. I do some financial risk analysis for an insurance company, and that's probably the easiest thing I do anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Nick, go ahead. Hey, I'm Nick Christensen. My wife, you guys probably know, Cherry, she's on the show frequently, 34. My daughter is Callie, and she is just the most amazing thing. She's also the most crazy thing right now. She's (laughs) 11 months, and I'm actually a stay-at-home dad, so I know firsthand that she is crazy. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Danny, tell us a little bit about yourself. So, uh, yeah, I'm Danny Singley. I'm an itinerant clinical psychologist focusing on men's issues, particularly uh, new fatherhood, the transition to fatherhood. I've got uh, two kiddos, two boys, uh, six and eight, and uh, no due dates that I'm aware of. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I I love the study of fatherhood and being one as well. Okay, Antonio. 
Hi, I'm Antonio Guerrero. I'm 32, and I'm expecting a little girl on Labor Day, ironically, <laughs> and she's going to be uh, my very first. <laughs> Congrats. That's great. Hi, I'm John. I'm the host of uh, Parent Savers and also a freelance uh, PR consultant and writer, and I think that we're going to have a lot of questions for Antonio today as the one <laughs> expecting <laughs> the, that the it's about to go through it here. Um, <laughs> I have three boys, uh, six, four, and two, and we're done also. Hopefully, should be done. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, we're not expecting any more as well. <laughs> Looking for the perfect present for a new dad, or perhaps you're doing some last-minute shopping for Father's Day, then you'll definitely want to check out DaddyScrubs.com. Robert Nickel, a.k.a. Daddy Nickel, founded the company, and he's joining us now on the phone. Robert, thanks so much for joining us today. Great. Good afternoon. How are you today? I'm fantastic. So let's start with the basics. What are Daddy Scrubs? Daddy Scrubs is the outfit for the dad. It's medical scrubs that say Daddy on the front, says I'm the Daddy on the back, and there's no mistaking that... That's the dad. He's ready to go. He's in the show. He's not the photographer. He's not the uncle. He's not, not just somebody hanging against the wall watching what's going on. <laughs> and also, it, it just lets dad jump into the game and become more involved in the whole process. That's fantastic. I can't, I can't wait to walk into a hospital setting and, and see one firsthand. <laughs> I, I've seen them at different you know, expos and conventions I've been to. And you know, I've seen your company around, but I would love to actually see one in person. And I, I think that'd be fabulous. Because you're right. I think sometimes dads kind of get the short end of the stick, you know? Right. Well, and my belief is is that dads are a big part of the whole baby process. And the sooner the dad gets engaged, you know, it's, it's not just at the beginning of the nine months when the dad kind of does his thing and then she gets pregnant. And then, you know, because the, the mom is like growing a baby inside of her and has all these hormones. I mean, she goes through an entire process. And dad doesn't really go through a, a process other than being there to support mom and help her out and you know, and, and try to take care of her cravings or get, get smells out of the way or, you know, help her get up as she gets, as she gets farther along. Yeah. The labor in the delivery room at the, at the delivery point are really, really in like the, the last month of pregnancy when the baby can actually, you know, hear sounds and hear the dad's voice. That's when dad can really start getting engaged and involved in that baby. Um, just having the daddy scrubs just makes them get engaged, makes them be part of that delivery where that, you know, they want, the baby comes out, they want to hold it. I can tell you the number of people that send us pictures hold, in scrubs, holding their babies, you know, it says, Daddy, right on, right on the jacket, right on the medical scrubs. It looks so good. That is so cool. Okay, so Daddy Scrubs offers more than just scrubs. So what are some of the other great items for expecting dads? Well, what we've done is we've, we've taken the scrubs and we also have expanded it into T-shirts. So we have um, short sleeve t-shirts, long sleeve t-shirts that say daddy and I'm the daddy. We have hats that say I'm the daddy. We have the daddy diaper pack, um, which you can pack as your as your labor and delivery pack, and then you later use it as your daddy diaper bag. <laughs> we have the um, daddy swag gift box, which is the, the gift box that we give out to all the celebrities, um, which we've had quite a few um, celebrities wearing the, wearing the daddy scrubs. And, of course, it says I'm the daddy on it. I love it. I love the concept. So how can our listeners learn more about the items on your site and purchase them? Well, the best way to do it is to go to daddyscrubs.com. And um, with Father's Day coming up, it's a fantastic Father's Day gift. We have everything on there. We can ship it uh, overnight if, if necessary, and we'll get it right out to them. All right. Well, Daddy Scrubs is offering a special discount to all of our Preggy Pals listeners. When purchasing items through their website, simply enter promo code NEWMOMMY. 13, so that's all one word, new mommy 13, and you'll receive 15% off your purchase. So, Daddy Nickel, go. yeah, Daddy Nickel, thanks so much for being on our show and for creating these products that make dads feel special. Great, thanks, Annie. 
Would you like to win some daddy swag from our friends at Daddy Scrubs? They are giving away a gift set to one of our lucky listeners, which includes a set of daddy scrubs, a t-shirt, a hat, coffee mug, pens, glasses, all proclaiming I'm the daddy, which is a perfect Father's Day gift. If you want to enter this contest, all you have to do is head on over to our website, which is preggypals.com, and click on giveaways. I'm so excited about today's episode because we have a little bit of a role reversal on our show. It's an all-dad or soon-to-be-dad panel, along with our expert psychologist, Danny Singley. And today is a special Father's Day episode of Preggy Pals, where we will be exploring all the questions and concerns dads really have about pregnancy and childbirth, but rarely ask. And I should also say that our sister show, Parent Savers, is doing a similar episode about what dads should expect out of the baby's first year of life. So give you a heads up on that. So that's coming up a little bit later this week. Okay, so dads, I have kind of a general dad question for our panel first. Overall, what would you say was your biggest concern going into this pregnancy or your wife's previous pregnancies? What happens after the pregnancy? Really? That was your big concern? You weren't so concerned about what was happening during pregnancy? I had faith in my wife. I had faith in mother nature. You know, I I believe that everything that was happening was... um, it was a good thing and, you know, just let things fall on its course. But I was just mainly concerned about, you know, I was a new father at the time and no idea what was going to happen, what the baby was going to be like, how we were going to be as parents, yeah. all of that stuff. So I was more concerned about just the birth of our baby. Yeah, I think while my wife was still pregnant, the baby wasn't necessarily real yet. It was just a concept. So it was really, I think, some emotions coming out to really protect my wife and take care of her. But on the same token, I remember... You sh- we weren't quite ready to adjust our lifestyle yet. And I remember we were playing in a co-ed softball league. Even after we found out she was pregnant, <laughs> like she still played a couple games. And then, you know, I think there was like a jostle, like a, something at first base, like another player ran into. And we're like, maybe we should start being a little more serious about taking right. care of you and yeah. taking care of the baby. Yeah. Did any of you guys feel like you were pregnant too, along with your wife? I mean, you hear about that. And I'm just, no, I'm not talking about just gaining weight and stuff like that. I'm talking about just the emotions of what your wife is experiencing. Sometimes dads say that they kind of go along that ride with them. Did anyone experience that? Or did you really feel like this was more your wife's pregnancy and you were there to support her? Antonio, what do you think? Well, it's interesting because, um, you feel it because she drop, uh, she cries at a drop of a hat. I mean, watching, <laughs> we watched a movie where there was aliens getting blown up and like a Costco explodes, and the Costco exploding brought her to tears. Like because she likes going to Costco. That would bring me to tears too. <laughs> <laughs> think, just think of all the diapers you carry. <laughs> so it's it's interesting to watch kind of outside, and then um, for moments that are touching that we might watch on TV or hear about, where I normally wouldn't get choked up, seeing her getting choked up starts yeah. getting me misty eyed. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's really weird in that sense. All right, what else? I remember struggling a little bit with the pronouns. Like, be like, oh yeah, we're pregnant. I mean, she's pregnant. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm not pregnant. Like, just, but I mean, she would welcome that. And yeah. Christina was really like, you know, it is. We are a team going through this together. Yeah. But you still feel bad because as the dad, you're really not doing nearly as much work as she's doing. Yeah. How do you guys feel about that that term? We're pregnant, as opposed to my wife is pregnant or I'm pregnant or whatever. How do you guys feel about that? We were definitely pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) My wife's a doula also, and so it was a really educational process for me. There wasn't a whole lot of that emotional tie to it. I was trying to learn. I'm not 
in the birth industry at all. I've never been. I've not. I was completely ignorant going into it. So getting the education from her was kind of nice to be able to you know learn with her soft touch bringing me in uh but that being said everybody that was involved in our birth was an expert and here i am being the only guy that's never been involved whatsoever so it was different for me yeah yeah both annie and i were uh outside the birth realm of you know she she's a doula now but she wasn't during our first one seven years ago and uh, we were actually both naval officers and we kind of went into it with the very traditional we were going to the hospital just because that's what we did and I, at the time I was very concerned about her I wasn't too concerned about the kid yet but I knew there'd be plenty of time to be concerned you know following you know but we had to get there first mm-hmm. um, in fact I'm still more concerned about being a good dad than I am about the you know things about that could happen to Annie but we also had an ectopic after, you know, between the, those seven years between uh, my first one and the uh, our 10-month-old. So I've, I've, you know, had those nail-biting, oh, my God, she's lost a third of her blood volume feelings in the hospital. Like, oh, my God, am I going to come here as a family and leave as a single dad? You know, I've had that, that fear. Um, so, um, but even such, I'm much more supportive now, now that she is a doula and I know more. Uh, at first, you know, first kid, we would not have even considered the concept of having a home birth. And now you'd have to drag me kicking and screaming into the hospital. Um, you know, because I, I was, after about a week of, you know, being there, uh, after my first daughter was born, I was ready to sign the form, show me where I have to find whatever exemption it is to get my family out of this crazy place. Yeah. Um, and so it, I've, I've kind of come full circle on that front. <laughs> <laughs> so, Danny, how important is it for dads to get involved in a pregnancy? Because I know that's one of the things that sometimes dads can feel left out. Mm-hmm. You know, like my wife is pregnant. Um, I know we're having this baby. I know this is coming out in nine months. But at the same time, there's a detachment sometimes. And, and I know one of the ways to overcome that is to get involved, right? It, it can. And, and I guess that's why, going back to your question about talking about, you know, she's pregnant versus we're pregnant. And frankly, I give you credit for saying we had an ectopic pregnancy. Yeah, that's true. Because that's taking, that's that's taking ownership of the, of the whole process, you know, of your role in it. So uh, it, it tends to be much more concrete because we're not having the, the you know, the biological development and the actual baby baby bump or you know except for sympathetically um and my experience is that dads very very typically will get into a place of feeling like there's nothing i can do except either you know be a pocket or somebody that builds bassinets and paints and and things like this or just supportive for mom but my thought is that most typically the ways that the dads can be very engaged with mom during the pregnancy is to start taking a look, you know, be, be there, communicate, be a good partner, and, and all these things, um, is to start looking forward in, in a strategic way, think about, okay, here's what's going to come after the baby's birth, and then how can I start anticipating my needs as well as her needs? You're going to both be focused on the baby's needs, so you don't have to worry about figuring that out beforehand, but it's identifying those needs and trying to meet them. And so it's things like, you know, how can we keep our relationship strong on the other side of the birth? How can I personally be directly involved in the baby's medical health and sort of, you know, take a look at it. if you if you step away from the men or from Mars, women or from Venus <laughs> approach to it and say, listen, the reality is I can do everything she can do except for one important element. And I'm hardware challenged beyond that. You can do anything. Right. And so taking that kind of a perspective, it's, it's just being involved with mom and baby. Yeah. 
What did you guys do? What did you dads do to help stay involved in the pregnancy, to be there for your wives? What worked in your situation? Well, for me right now, we're doing uh, hypno babies together, which is nice. very involved. Uh, I have a lot of homework. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it keeps me part of everything. I mean, we're doing scripts during the evenings before bedtime, and I'll be doing scripts up until our baby slides on out. And yeah. Now, d- define what scripts are for those who aren't familiar with hypno Uh Hypnotic scripts to put the mother at ease so that the pregnancy can be drug-free and pain-free. Okay. Um, actually, pain's not even a word that they use in hypno-babies, just pressure. So that's a smooth, happy um, entering of the baby into this world. Yeah. We did both hypnobirthing and hypno-babies just because my wife knows so many people in the industry. We decided to go overboard uh, and I thought they really the classes really did help I found that it was a lot easier to get connected with the pregnancy when I could start feeling the baby moving yes. in the belly yeah. and then we we started playing games you know from there we would play music and you would hear you would see a physical response and then there would be interaction between the three of us so I felt like we were really connecting as a family before the baby even came out and we had uh, we didn't find out gender yeah. prior to so that was another way to kind of, it was a little guessing game how oh, that feels like the way a girl would kick. You know, a boy <laughs> would actually kick like that. Did you have a nickname, like, for the baby when it was in we the did. It's Like the s- gender neutral one? It, it's kind of silly, It's uh, and we still use it now, but we just called it uh, Baby Facey. <laughs> nice. And it's sort of a play on a nickname that we have, uh, that I have for my wife, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's one thing that we did, too, is kind of name the baby, and yeah, once it started moving, and you kind of, we kind of started establishing family rituals, you know, reading to it, that's something that we wanted to, it, reading to the baby, <laughs> um, you know, and, and reading and being, establishing those things that we then wanted to carry through after the baby was born, and yeah, it definitely did start feeling more like a three, a unit of three instead mm-hmm. of a unit of two. So what are some, I guess this is a question for Danny, what are some typical changes that occur during pregnancy that dads, expecting dads, should prepare for? You know, so you think of the stereotypical ones, financial preparations to make, and then with any kind of an adju- any kind of a, uh, a transition like this, it brings some level of adjustment stress. It doesn't have to be high or low, but it's going to be there. It, you know, it doesn't get a lot of play, but men have been shown to have fairly consistent uh, hormonal changes at around and then and then after the uh, the birth of a baby as well and then that itself there's no causality established but they're you know given the hormones that they are they relate to stress and pair bonding and levels high or low of them have been shown to correlate to some antenatal and postpartum depression and anxiety as well but i mean to me pulling back from all that the biggest change is your time looks different and for me, my, my personal experience is a big change for me that I thought was really helpful was that I, I sat down and basically did a sort of a values clarification exercise for myself and sort of identified what are my top five values now, how much time do I spend in them, and then projecting forward, can I guess what they're going to be, and then held on to that. How mm-hmm. much time do I spend in them, and what can I do to spend more time so that, so that they're more balanced? And it didn't work. <laughs> I wanted it to, but to me, it was a it was a very important way to take a look at. I know where I know all the dust is about to get blown off the pipes here. Yeah. But how can I how can I not just be reactive and try to be proactive and thoughtful in the process? Right. So a, a question for the dads then would be: Now we're talking about pregnancy here, not after the baby arrives. But did your life change during your wife's pregnancy? Oh at yeah. All? Oh, yeah. I think pregnancy should be called change. I mean, the whole, (laughs) everything that happens in 
the pregnancy and what comes afterwards is change. Your relationship with your spouse is changing. Mm-hmm. Um, your role within the relationship is changing. Like Danny was saying, your time changes. Mm-hmm. Um, your expectations for yourself change. I mean, it's all, everything changes. So my focus was less on me and less on just my personal thoughts and now all about family, all about wife, making it a comforting environment for her and for the future baby. Um, patience and change I think that's what it's all about yeah well I mean mine's kind of a childbirth class too but it, I think it kind of crystallizes this notion that everything is going to be different is the first childbirth class that we had which is oh so important because it's the <laughs> first one that you're doing especially when you're going through it um so we couldn't miss it but it was I'm a Cardinals fan I grew up in St. Louis and it was game seven of the NLCS <laughs> to go to the winner would go to the World Series and the Cardinals hadn't been in the World Series in in a while at that point um so I was really excited for it but I had to go to the childbirth class too <laughs> and so it was a little easier then but I like my fo- one of my big focuses was just yeah we'll go to the class but I don't want to talk to anyone in case they're checking the score or know anything I put CDs on the radio but it really kind of crystallized for me though that yeah, like, dude, it's not all about you anymore, and it's not going to be all about you again. And sh- sure, I want to try to hold on to those things that are important to me, but absolutely life's changing, and I thought that was a really good illustration of it. All right. Well, when we come back, we're going to be talking about childbirth. What do you mean it's not like the movies? Our dads will share their experiences as well as advice they have for other dads-to-be. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Today we are taking a look at pregnancy and childbirth from the dad's perspective. Psychologist Danny Singley, founder of Basic Training for New Dads, is our expert. All right, so for our dad panelists, let's talk about childbirth. What were your biggest concerns going into childbirth? I know you guys mentioned that a lot of you took classes with your wives. Were there still concerns? Was it, you know, Danny talked about the unknown. Was the unknown like a big question mark for you guys? Antonio, how, how do you feel since your wife is currently pregnant? Uh, yeah, it's there's a lot that is not known and when exactly she's going to come. And uh, we're trying to do everything naturally and hope that that could happen. But you know, we're just really hoping that everything goes smooth and that we can follow uh, our birth plan. And, you know, it's really scary. And that's why we've picked a happy medium using the birth center here, which is one part hospital, one part natural, mm-hmm. just to at least put me at ease. As far as Christy's concerned, she'd rather have a home birth, but that would freak me out way too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I was concerned about, you know, the actual how much it was going to hurt my wife and like you you mean that has got to come out there and (laughs) like just these sympathetic pains of oh my god I can't even imagine what that must be like and just that oh my god she's going to be hurting so bad I can't imagine yes billions of women have done this before but oh my gosh I can't believe she has to go through that Mm -hmm. and but on the same token, I don't want her to know that I'm that freaked out about it because if she's supposed to be her rock exactly and Um, But yeah, that was something that was a huge concern for me when she was pregnant, all three times. You know, I found it very interesting. My husband's in a profession where he sees kind of a lot of mass chaos and bad things happening to people and whatever, and people in pain or whatever. And um, I thought it was really interesting going into um, both 
our previous births is that you know it's one thing for him to deal with crisis type situations with other people but when it's your wife that's on the operating table when it's your wife that's pushing out a baby and in pain it's a whole other ball game i really thought he would have his game face on and treat me like he does the other people he comes into contact with at work and it was very difficult for him and i'm used to really seeing my husband in this very not that he wasn't in a masculine role when our children were born, but it was more of a vulnerable position. It was very interesting for me to see that. He was still my rock. He was still there to support me, but I saw a whole other side of him. Yeah. Um, so I think it's interesting because you don't really know what's going to happen until it happens. You know, we, we see these, like, I, I feel like TV and movies dramatize this so much. I, I get so annoyed, by the way, when I watch movies now of people pushing out babies because I'm like, oh, how did that birth time out with right. the end of that song? That's a <laughs> amazing how they did that you know if I just had you know three minutes to be in labor that would be great um <laughs> but I know you know we perceive these things because this is kind of what the media feeds us and then when we go into this process it's totally different right we woke up early that morning and there was a lot of chaos going on and she looked me in the eyes and said we're I think today's the day and I said oh great this is we're ready we're totally ready we yeah. had the financial aspect of it kind of all taken care of and my big concern the whole time that was really hard to get away from was what if something goes wrong we were having home births she's been a part of many many home births and I analyze risk for a living so I'm sitting there making a decision during the entire pr pregnancy okay is this a good idea does this make sense and you start hearing different stories talking to people I talked to everybody I could you know anybody's ear I could bend I, I would and it seemed to make sense that you know people had been doing this for years and years and years and they didn't have hospitals back then so yeah. this can make sense but we started early in the afternoon went all night and then the pushing stage was extremely long she was pushing for well over 11 hours and wow. we had some complications so but you don't there's no way to prepare yourself for that mm -hmm. there are things you just can't get ready for and then your mind alternates between is everything going okay is everything going to be all right is she okay is the baby okay and you're just it's hard to stop the roller coaster of emotion that you can get on pretty quickly it's it's crazy the childbirth was probably the most real experience of my life you know i in my former life i was consulting i didn't really <laughs> have a lot of drama going on in my life so this was raw it was real i felt like i was taken back to some primal age you know and experiencing something you know all of us in some shape or form have experienced this we've been through it ourselves whether or not we've our parents, you know, we were born, so I was very dumbstruck and put in awe by the whole experience and just blown away by everything that transpired going out. One of the things, I was going to say that it was a real raw experience, but after, I think it was our second one, he came out um, and the, the cord was around his neck. Mm -hmm. And what Christina had said to me was like, she couldn't really see what was going on down there, so it was fine. But she saw my face kind of react and I, in that moment like there's no thinking of putting up a front or trying to be a rock yeah. I mean it's your baby is coming out of your wife and so that my eyes kind of bulged and I maybe gasped a little bit and then that she kind of looked at me but you know just kind of remembering that it's a raw moment but she's still looking to you for your support if you're right there and, and how you're reacting yeah, that was the thing that was really hard for me to get across because I'm a mechanical engineer, chief engineer, and you know Navy stuff. I'm used to fixing things, mm -hmm. and this you, you can't fix. It's not you, your wife's in pain; and she has to get through it. I, I wish I'd had a doula back then to tell me that. Okay, this is yeah, mm -hmm. she's in a lot of pain, but it's it's normal pain. Yeah, you know, I'm yeah. I'm not sure. It, 
I'm not even sure now if I could tell just by, you know, looking, saying, okay, well, this is a normal thing, and that's an, okay, well, uh, okay, that's different. You know? One of the very first things we established in our team of uh, helpers, I'll say, was that everyone in the room was an expert but me. And there were going to be times where I needed to just make eye contact with somebody and get like a wink or a nod back that this is normal and everything's fine. And that would set me straight because I didn't want to turn into some, you know, nervous wreck when something was going on because it's, it's a pretty intense experience. It's not, right. you know, it's not a trip to the store. Yeah, we so had there was that a lot the of second one and it was awesome to have that. There was a lot of times where it was just give me a wink and a nod. Is this the way it's supposed right. to be going? And it, you get that wink and nod back and that sets you right back to where you need See, to be. Chris, I'm really glad to hear you say that because just initially piggybacking off what, what John and Rob had to say, it was, you know, I'm supposed to be the rock. I'm supposed to be the one, you know, providing support, but then also I'm supposed to fix it. And nothing against y'all, but taken to extremes, both of those positions can actually be alienating. They can actually, you know, I'm a provider. I don't need to have support given to me. I'm a fixer. Can oftentimes just simply be driven by, I know that you're in distress. That's distressing to me. In order to manage my anxiety, rather than really focus on you and your distress, I'm focused on fixing. And that can actually be distancing as opposed to something which is it's it's kind of a head fake you know that's broken let me go fix it but the reality is just being here with you and being genuine with you is usually the the most useful thing that you can do so i'm really glad to hear you owning there are times when i need support and i need support from somebody else right there and then when i get it i'm good and i'm back in the game you know i think one of the things that we as women are concerned about especially with a first-time birth and even pregnancy, is how is my husband going to view me after this experience? Because it's such a personal thing, and your body changes drastically, and it may not bounce back to the way it was prior. And there's just a lot of things happening, you know, in addition to your physical body changing, your emotional state is changing, and then after the baby comes out and you're breastfeeding, suddenly you've got huge boobs and you're not fitting in any of your clothes, and there's a lot of stuff going on. So I would love to basically just ask you guys, how do you feel about your wives now? I think a lot of women would be pleasantly surprised to know that that a lot of men have a newfound respect for them and I don't think they hear that enough really 100% I think my wife is the most amazing woman now going through that doing what she did Um, blown away blown away I have such love and respect um, more than I could even imagine before the experience and all those things you were talking about that you thought maybe my husband you know my clothes aren't fitting my body's Mm -hmm. different nothing that doesn't even cross my mind I look at her and see nothing but love and rainbows flowing out of her (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Plus a huge boobs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course, yes. <laughs> we used to joke when we'd see women r- oh, down the street. Oh, she must be breastfeeding. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the baby was I knew my wife was determined and hardworking and, you know, just kind of a real solid character person before the baby came. And then we had our, our birth and it was it was testing. And I'd just never seen determination like that before. She was There was never any part of her that... Uh, associated with like the negative aspects of it she never identified with any of the the issues that were going on and said like I wonder if we can do this she never wavered it was always what's next what's next what do we do next what do we do next and I just her ability to stay positive in the moment was the reason we were able to have our baby still naturally and on, on top of that it's just awesome that you know you get that kind of respect for your wife and see what they're going through and then but to still know that she still needs me and in that moment, you know, as strong as she is, she was stronger because I was there. And that just made me feel a lot better about, you know, 
still being a key part to that, and that uh, really kind of helped me stay in the loop on that one. Yeah, I'm I'm totally in awe of Christina at this point because um, we're still breastfeeding our almost two year old, so she's been pregnant or breastfeeding, and in some cases both since this time in 2006. So that's seven straight years that she's kind of given her body to helping our family and grow. And when she looks in the mirror, we'll say like, oh, look at these stretch marks or look at my tummy. And I can see that she's sad. Like it bums me out because, you know, like Nick was saying, it doesn't bother me at all. And in fact, I mean, I just think it's awesome. And I'm so in awe that she was able to do that. And it's, it's, it's you know, it's amazing what women go through and able to, or to provide for families. And yeah, there's no negative judgment at all going on. It's the opposite. Okay, so thanks to Danny for joining us today. For more information about our expert as well as all of our dad panelists, you can visit the episode page on our website. This conversation continues for members of our Preggy Pals Club. After the show, our dads will share the biggest lesson they've learned as an expecting dad. To learn more about our club, visit our website at preggypals.com. Our sister show, Parent Savers, as I mentioned earlier, is continuing this conversation this week with a discussion on what to expect during your baby's first year. So all of our dad panelists will be joining us for that one. Be sure to check it out. We have a comment from one of our listeners, and this comes from Leslie. Hi, Leslie. She says, hi, Preggy Pals. I'm one of the newest members of the Preggy Pals Club. I also have your app on my phone. How do I unlock the archived episodes? Yes, so if you just download the app, you're going to see a little... It kind of looks like a lock next to a bunch of our episodes, including the bonus content that's part of each new show. The way to unlock that is through your settings page. So I have my app actually (laughs) in front of me right now. So you're going to go to the settings page. Just look at the bottom. You'll see settings. Click on that. And go to accounts. It's the first option you see. You can log in through your premium login information or even login through Facebook. That's an option as well. And you're just going to enter your username and your password that you created when you signed up for your account. And once you do that, boom, all the episodes, including that great bonus content, are unlocked. So, Leslie, thank you so much for your question. That wraps up our show for today. We appreciate you listening to Preggy Pals. Don't forget to check out our sister show, Parent Savers, for parents with newborns, infants, and toddlers, and our show, The Boob Group, for moms who breastfeed their babies. Next week, we're talking about prenatal anxiety and depression. Are you at risk? This is Preggy Pals, your pregnancy, your way. This has been a new mommy media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of New Mommy Media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care, and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, Please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider. Hey, mamas. Don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. 
visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.